right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal gain. Timeline Only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. Buddy, we're in uh, post Halloween fall. Yeah, uh, I I'm doing very well. I'm very up uh, just in general. Um, I had a mild case of bronchitis late last week, and I'm I'm kind of emerging from my cocoon um, as it oh, were. Wow. Yeah, Mazel Tov. So uh, things are very good for me. Things are very good. I'm I've also noticed very, you've been very chipper. I've been chipper. I've been up. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, you don't get sick, so it must have been a big. <laughs> yeah, bang. I, I almost never get sick, which is yeah. So it's anytime I do, it is just. Um, I mean, it is. It's a mental beating. The other thing too is like the weather was really bad, and you know, in down here in Texas, like it's summer from. I mean, much the same as in Florida, it's summer oh, from yeah. March until like this was the first four or five day stretch of cold and rain and it was like i felt like shit it was a mental beating um i had no outlet for any you know it was just i was i was kind of in a in a tough state there for for a little bit but um you're, a, yeah, we're like breaking a, out, you're we're breaking fickle out. you're you went from fickle to fun and now you're having a good time things are looking time up for you not not just that but like i'm pretty pumped about what we did i mean the with the couple days of content like I, I was just listening to um <clears throat> pauses uh two episodes which were fantastic champ um, yeah the halloween uh spectacular uh went over just very it's well it's gonna be fine least. it's gonna uh, <laughs> it's gonna be okay okay It'll be fine well, okay it's gonna be fine <laughs> all right well and we um, won't ever do it again <laughs> okay okay um <laughs> <laughs> Somebody messaged and was like, "Something like I'm looking forward to the eight-hour special." I was like, "Oh, hope not." Oh boy! <laughs> no, we got some. Oh, we got man. some girth on it, though. She's no. Uh, you she's know no... what's interesting is that this year we kind of just split it up into different. There's different days of stuff going on for the, for yesterday, the day before, and then today, which yeah. I like. Yeah. There was a time when I wanted to do five five-hour episodes. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we, we we yeah we had big uh, we had big ambitions before the board beat us down over the course of a few years. They beat us down, yeah. But um, I am thinking. Uh, I just went on my board over there by the kitchen, and mm-hmm. I wrote down like ten names, people who I haven't talked to in a long time, who I want to talk to again. Okay. Um, and I'm like thinking throwbacks? there's a lot of content coming out soon. So yeah, I mean, we with TLE we barely, I mean we don't bring people on, so kind of everybody's yeah, right. a, th- a throwback. Now. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, yeah, we we very rarely we totally do. shifted away from. There used to be times when we would be scrambling for a guest. Do you remember right, that? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I remember and, back. It was like it was weird if we if we had cast days. Yeah, and it would be weird if we could just. If like, because we we still did flew by the seat of our pants at that time. Like it wasn't like we had guests booked weeks out. We had we would scramble yeah. to get a guest day of or day like day before, and uh, there would be time. And most of the time, like people were like, yeah, you know, we could find we could find something. And we had like kind of a steady rotation of, you know, people that w- were happy to come on. And we could draw from, but the but I remember when it was weird if it was just you and me, where it was like, ooh, we've got I a solo episode. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, we're gonna have to carry this thing, and yeah, we mm-hmm. used to rely really strongly on. The guests, and now you and I, and especially the addition of Aaron, I think that was kind of a, the thing that was missing was, in many cases, in 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 a vast majority of episodes that Aaron's yeah, been on. Nearly all. He's kind of served as the guest foil for when you and I just don't have, like, we just, there's nothing more to say. Right. Aaron goes in and injects it, and that's a multiplier. There's even more things to say about the same thing now. So, But I did want to I- get back to guests. That would be great. That would be great. I think our standard format right now is you and I are co-hosts. Aaron is a force multiplier and pauses. Aaron's like a, subject a co-owner. Ma- <laughs> yeah, he's a co-owner. And then and pauses like a subject matter expert. Yes. Yeah. Well, absolutely. 
Absolutely. With I pause. think that's yeah, the you're format. you're putting it together like a like a business, and I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So we need guests. The thing is that I've been thinking about it. It's good that we're talking about this because, and it's good that we're talking about this after the momentous occasion of the Halloween episode. It, and we just tend to have this conversation around similar times uh, when big changes happen to the show. Yeah, I'm actually not expecting big changes, but it's good to have you to talk about something I wanted to talk about for a while, which is the state of the show. We mm-hmm. haven't done a like reflection on what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, what are we looking to next year to do more of, because right now, it's November 1st, we got one month... And then we have like kind of a half a month with the way that the holidays work it out. So we have like a month and a half of time to think about reformatting, to think about organizing things, to go into the new year with like TLE plus. And TLE plus means we got a bit more of a format this time, (laughs) you know, because you and I are cooking up different shows. And now we've got the notion page that I do that keeps us on track. We do the same things all the time that people expect of us. I'm wondering how we can now, because again, we've monopolized the time, you and me and Aaron, but I don't know how we slot guests in to the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting that you're talking about this um, now because I was having much of the same thoughts about how our, the show, like cyclically how this show works. And in a lot of ways, the Halloween Halloween is almost like our new year. It's like when we when we yeah. get done with that, it's we we get to the other side and we're like, okay, we, you know that was you know more work than we than we're typically doing, particularly for you. Um, and we get kind of get done with it, and that's like our tradition. And then from Halloween until New Year's, even though we don't explicitly say this to ourselves, that's like a time of brainstorming. We're like, okay, what what should we do? What should we do? And then we get to the new year, and uh, and we and we implement it, and that's what we did for TLE. Uh, during the during the transition, and I've also been having a lot of these same thoughts because I, I've been thinking that I've let the the signal. I, I'm sorry, I'm hijacking your time right now, but no, uh, you're, oh no, you're not. <laughs> I did some, yeah, did some number watching. crunching the other yeah, day, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. you got, got plenty of runway. I got plenty of runway. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing uh, doing something, adding. I need to do something because I don't. Some of it is that I don't think I have enough content to fully fill out what I wanted the signal to be. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that, but I, I want to do something more with the signal and it might not be. And you don't it, want it, it to just be a convo like the right. same way that this is or right. right. You're yeah. trying to actually do something. Like I want to have an episode about like each episode right, is about right. something, you know, rather right. than, you know, just uh, kind of drifting off into the weeds with a random, you know, random guest, which is often fun. But, you know, I, I do yep. want that show to be. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been brainstorming some things to to get that more on a regular track and to get um, a little bit more varied content. Because the other thing, too, is like, frankly, like, you know, some of the listeners I, and I have had people reach out and say, hey, I really, really like the signal. and I really wish you would do it more. But the the reality is, like, I think I have room to do that type of content two to three times a year and then some different content under the same banner that would liven it up and freshen it up and do, you know, so yeah, I've been brainstorming that. It's uh, I'm using this month and a half that we have to reflect on ways to make TLE open for guests, but still TLE. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I've been watching a lot of war room. (laughs) (laughs) And it all comes back to War Room. There's this thing that they do where there's just like six minute segments with other people where yeah. they come in, they give their thoughts, and they're out. I'm <laughs> trying to think about do. how we can collect this. That is what they do. How I remember do when you were <laughs> when you were first getting into War Actually, no, it was not when you were first getting into War Room because I resisted for a very long time. But there was one time <laughs> I was on a road trip. I was driving for work like somewhere. I don't know, maybe down to Houston. I had, I had like a long time in the car and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go download the back catalog for approximately how many minutes I've got on this road trip. And I was <laughs> listening to it. Dude, it's like a fever dream. Like they bring in somebody and so then he's fast. like, yada, 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 yada. All right. So then so. You know, we got to kick them out of the southern border. Okay, all right, next guest. You know, and then yeah. it's like, and they wrap it up with like some kind of. It is, uh, it's crazy. Totally nuts. It's completely nuts. So I, I'm, I'm trying to think about how do you distill the the interviewing without being like war room. 
because mm-hmm. if we have guests on for the full episode, the show will be different than when it's you and I. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily better, not necessarily worse, but it would be different if we had a guest because you and I have been doing this for longer than a lot of people stick to a single career. <laughs> like yeah, well, we've yeah. been doing this for a shocking amount of time. And you and I know how to conduct the episode. And if we throw different guests into the news format, they're going to, it's be painful for them. It will be They'll painful be- for them and hard to make the content right for us. So right. how do we do both? You asking me for ideas or are you about to tell me yours? My only idea is that we have a separate thing for others that gets stitched into the show. That's exactly what I was thinking before you said that. That was that would be the only way I think we could do it. We have a 10-minute segment with a guest that gets stitched into the show after. What, yeah, so, okay, so you go, bum, bum, dun, dun, right? Yep. And now we're in, and we're into TLE. At some point in TLE Nation, we got to go... And our guest for the evening, blah, blah, and then roll into a segment with the guest mm-hmm. with them, their own music and whatever. And we treat it like a, like a David Letterman style thing. We sit lead down. There's the voice. Hey, everybody. And there's the audience and everything and sit him down and we chat for a little while. Then he's out. And then you know what we do next? We do little Amal segments right, for the right. rest of just, the show. S- we switch gears real, no clutch, just jam it into second, and then just jam it back into third. Yeah. This is kind of why I'm so fucked up in the head, is because I have trained myself, anytime I look at the most shocking piece of news possible, to go, that's funny, that's good for the show, let's put that in. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a dark horrific place. things. Yeah, it's a horrific dark things. Yeah, I and it's it is totally past the point of a moral return. Like I'm <laughs> I'm locked in this space. Yeah. So, with that said, All right. Welcome into TLE Nation, ladies and gentlemen. We are your number one news broadcasting show. And we have some interesting news, Carr. We were very busy in the yes. in our DMs over the past week. A That's lot right. has been going on. A couple of alarming things have gone on. The first thing I want to think about is the war in Israel is progressing vigorously. We've kind of been a little weird because we've gotten like five or six, we're going in, and then they don't go in. And mm-hmm. now the, the parliament is like, we may never go in, uh, which is a, a good thing, I, I feel, in, if we're stepping outside of the framework of finding everything funny, a good thing that there's no ground invasion, but the bombing also we'd like to stop. But it's not just in Israel that there's fighting. One of the aspects of there being a large Jewish American population and a large, especially migrant Muslim population, is that there's uh, there's quite a bit of spillover in this country when it comes to conflict. And you've been seeing a lot of protests and a lot of counter protests. Car, if you remember on the Limp episode, we talked about how this whole thing about people driving cars into other people is coming back. Yeah. And that's because the protests are coming back. That's right. So in this country, and specifically in the city of Chicago, this is the weirdest one so far. There has been a a battle where black Hebrew Israelites and Orthodox Jews are fighting against pro-Palestine protesters. I mean... Did you see some of these, the sizes of these crowds? Yeah, I did. I, it's, there is, 
I mean, you know, we we say it all the time, but it just seems like it gets crazier and crazier. And I just I, I didn't have this one on the bingo card, you know, for for this year. Um, both size and the attributes of the riot being black Israelites versus it's a uh, it's something else. Black Israelites are, if you have to use the word, are the most anti-Semitic group probably in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, right? Like, it, because they believe they're the true uh, chosen people. The right? true Isn't Jews. The yeah. So the true Jews, and maybe they are the true Jews. I don't know, but it's just amazing to me because I, like you said, I didn't have it on my bingo card. If I had to have picked. Ignorant me, I would have said the black Hebrew Israelites have got to be on the same side as the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Right. <laughs> this is the weirdest basketball team you've ever seen. It's black Hebrew Israelites <laughs> and Orthodox Jews. <laughs> Strange yeah, bedfellows in these times. It, it is. It is. Strange bedfellows in these times, dude. But, so, I mean, these are riots. I mean, this is not um, yes. two adjacent protests. These are... F- physical riots they are beating one another up in the streets i've never seen it feels really weird to be in a country i don't know this is weird to me it feels really weird to be in a country and there's another country very 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 far away that is completely different and there's battles going on in that country and then in this country, there's battles going on. Yeah. It's very strange that any American could be incited to riot about what's happening. Yeah, I agree. I No, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I was thinking about that and thinking about historical context because – you know, sometimes you kind of get over your skis. Like, for example, when people will say something like, now is the most divided America's ever been. And, you know, yeah. in some sense, like in modern history, like maybe that's true. But you're obviously the initial retort is, uh, well, what about the Civil War? You know, when 600,000 people died, um, you know, when the nation fought itself. And yes, I, I think that this is, it's, it's very bizarre. I think it is a part of... <laughs> I don't want to use the word Americana with a positive connotation, but like it's a part of why this country is very, very different than most countries is because of that whole melting pot cliche. Like it really is a lot of different cultures jammed into one geographical border. Um, so we do get this m- maybe more so than other, like perhaps like a, you know, a Switzerland or something like that. Um, the, to, to play devil's advocate, I go back to like, I didn't think about during world war two when there was like German American concentration camps and Japanese American concentration camps. And it was like the battle over there became the battle over here. But on the other hand, the American military was over there fighting. So it's kind of different than, I mean, I understand that we're (laughs) probably fighting in Israel right now too, but it's very, very limited special forces, that sort of thing. It's not like an entire, you know, ground invasion as as world war ii was um so yeah i don't know it's 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 very it is strange i agree with you i something now that you say that makes me think that the weird thing is that there is no government action at all the government so these protests are going on they're beating the shit out of one another these riots are going on and they're beating the shit out of one another in the streets Mm-hmm. And the this is not 1930. This mm-hmm. is not 1940, where there are camps that are set up to go and put people. The yeah. government is going, can't do anything about this. Yeah. And I again, not good or bad, just odd, just strange. It is like you would expect what you just explained. That if there, you would. This is going on in China. That if there's a, an ethnic minority battling in the streets with another gr- group, in this case, it's both ethnic minorities. I think that might be part of the reason why. But if two different ethnic minorities are, are beating the shit out of one another in the streets, the government comes in and goes, okay, everybody, 
settle down and you're going to jail and you're going to jail and we're not allowing this to happen on the streets at all. And the government has, has, and I say the government super vaguely, we're talking about Chicago, the police and the mayor have decided we will just, this is good. Let's let this happen (laughs) as though, as though this is, and they do it from a, so you can do it from a fascist perspective. This stuff shouldn't be happening. Stop it. You can do, and then they do it from a liberal perspective where they're like, no, protests are good. And this mm. is something that's going to lead to a good outcome. It seems to me that this is the kind of thing, black Hebrew Israelites battling with Palestinians in the streets, and the numbers of these two groups that come out to show is like small, is like large militias <laughs> in some cases. Yeah. Like yeah. if they were all properly armed and trained, they could take over the state government for a period of time. <laughs> <laughs> and. It's just crazy to me that the government has said we're not involved in this. This is sort of like just you expressing your rights to protest. I don't know what that means, but it makes me think that America doesn't really exist anymore. Um, At least in these pockets, it makes Mm -hmm. me think that America has sort of disappeared and it has become the neutral ground like we like America is becoming international waters huh. in this country. Conflicts are imported as though this is an international space. Yeah, it's the way they look at a a like market or transaction space. Mm. Like it's a it's it's just a or like the Internet. It's a kind of a lawless battleground where you can do mostly whatever you want, except the mods might ban you sometimes, mm-hmm. randomly. It's good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I should have put my music on before the start of that. <laughs> did you... Did you <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. It's very fucked up. Did you want to do your first uh, King of the Week segment? I did. I did. I'm How so do glad you asked. How do we know. do this? I, do, I don't know. I have no idea. But- <sighs> All right. I got to come up with music for you. So, and dun, 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 king of the week. And instead of uh, instead of the horse whinny, like the painfully long horse whinny at the end of uh, Wilder West, it should just be somebody like gasping and giving up like. Do I got a techno beat? <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our king of the week segment. King of the week. People are going to get confused, Car and I. They're going to think we're saying things that we don't believe. Well, I believe this, that Gavin Newsom, who recently went over to China, I guess. I, you know, I don't even know what anybody's doing anymore, but you just see a highlight. (laughs) and You're like, well, I guess this guy was in China. For for what reason? Who knows? Well, I'll Um, tell you when you, I'll let you know when you want to know. I'll tell you. It's fucking insane. Okay. So, you know. Great. <laughs> he went over for the explicit purpose of what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> so Gavin Newsom apparently goes over to China. And uh, while he's over there, this is more of a visual thing. This is less a podcast thing. So you're going to have to go look it up. But uh, you will see why he is my nominee this week. Um, plays a game of pickup basketball with what looked to be, I don't know, it's always hard with Chinese kids, but I don't know, <laughs> seven-year-olds. Is that about where you put it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, children, like full children, like maybe up to his waist, maybe, maybe yeah, <laughs> ish. Um, yeah, full. Yeah, he's playing a game of pickup basketball, and this uh, child in this. Uh, so New- the New York Post uh, put this up yeah, a couple days ago. Uh, this child is dribbling the ball stationary, and Gavin Newsom comes comes plowing in from stage right. Looks like he maybe trips over another kid and form tackles this six-year-old into the into the ground. Basketball goes flying. And that's all I've got. I didn't click the New York Post article because obviously <laughs> oh, I Oh, man, you didn't my... click the New York no, Post I, link? I, I, no, I didn't. What's uh, 
what's inside. So anyway, it's I, more than just plowing into him. So you know, if you look at the link, there's a lot more that happens than oh just my the God. plowing. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to. First of all, I the New York Post <coughs> title for this article is Newsom plows through a small child during pickup basketball game in China. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, another masterclass. Yeah. Uh, headline. Headline from New York Post. Fight. Yeah. You're fighting through the ads. Yeah, I'm fighting through the ads right now, so it'll be another three. You'll minutes. be stunned when the whole vi- when when you see what happens on the video. Okay. So he's running up, doing a little dribble. Oh! And he just plows into a small child, as it says, and then he grabs him and wrestles wrestles him to another what? side, what? like in a in a in a not a chokehold quite. But then taps him on the ass. Oh wait, here we go. Yeah, I think I got it. Okay. Oh, we got it. I need the live Little sound effect behind the back. He's spin. Okay. Okay. What the? F- yep. He like gets handsy with him. That is. All right. At best, it's douchey. And at worst, yeah. it's pedophilic. Yeah. He ba- he bashes it. Now he has to weigh because he realized he is six foot two. Yeah, he's a big guy. Has to weigh over two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, you'd probably say say about that. Yeah, two ten, thirty, two foot thirty five. Yeah. The kid is fifty five pounds, no doubt. Yeah. Fifty five mm-hmm. pounds. Yeah. Full shoulder tackle into the child. Yeah, I mean he. Yeah, it looks like a, a you know a. Does it look Form like a jack. trip to you? Yeah, it I does. Think okay. You, yeah, it kind of does. I don't think he kind intended to You don't do think it, he had any malice in his heart for that small well, Chinese kid? <laughs> who knows? I mean, I can't, I can, you know, I can't read the man's uh, inner thoughts, but um, I'd like to extend him the benefit of the doubt, I suppose. So anyway. what do you think he went to? Don't read the article. What do you think he went to China for? Uh, I have no, I mean, uh, trade policy? So, Gavin Newsom went to China to visit a public school, the Yuying Public School. The Yuying Public School is uh, in Beijing, and it is a part of the Chinese Agricultural University. It's the, it is the government arm of the education systems, agriculture Veterinary medicine, food science, water conservation, all that stuff. They teach a a political ideology, and they teach a a political education. And the education is surrounded uh, by, like, how can we make China's uh, agricultural system more efficient? Mm -hmm. This organization has been in a ton of collaborative projects, a ton of collaborative projects all over the United States. Oh, okay. They cooperate with universities in the United... CUA cooperates with universities in the United States. Top universities in the United States, in fact. I, I mean, I checked it out. The, all of the top universities in California have a program... Uh, where they are affiliated with this CUA, the China Cultural the agricultural university. This public school is uh, obviously young kids. That little kid that he bashed into is probably going to be one of thousands of Chinese nationals who, after they go through these programs, they come to America and specifically to California and they take education in high school and they take education in college, highly monitored education, of course. You know, the Chinese government keeps an eye on these people. And then these these students, this is the program, what the program does. It gets them jobs in governments, in other countries, through firstly primary, secondary, and then university education. These are people who are studying agriculture. You know, California, this is a huge industry. It's one of their biggest industries. Newsom is going on there to renew friendship with the organization and re-engage 
on foundational issues that will determine our collective faith in the future. Very good. He also good. met with Xi Jinping. Really? That seems totally fucking out of line, doesn't it? It does, man. It now, does. The federal system says that governors are the highest power in their land. Yep. That seems out of line. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's very because Gavin Newsom is at least on paper not a part of the federal apparatus. Um no. now obviously I know that, you know, off paper it's a little bit you know, it starts to get a little bit gray, but right. you know, he's not part of that apparatus and thinking about him going over there to renew this, you know, for, I don't know. Yeah. That it does seem, it seems like he's going a little bit over Biden's helmet. That's what I would think. And I also just think it's really strange that such a program exists. Well, to, yes, uh, I mean, there's always that yeah. foreign nationals are being given, you know, government jobs in this country and you know, it is right. what it is. But, yeah. Yeah. It really just is strange. And it, it speaks to the theme of the day. That this isn't really a country anymore. It's just a international wasteland. Um, well, it, you know, it's um, we're in a we're in a state of transition. And, you know, the the old ways are beginning to break down. This is part of you know my Wilder West segment in general is is like the old ways are breaking down. It may not be immediately obvious, and it may not be so quick that it's um that it presents itself, you know, in in day to day life. But if you think about where things are now versus where they were five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I mean, you would, it, it definitely has that feeling where we have reached uh, and surpassed that federal nadir and are on our way back down. Um, not by necessarily choice, but by the hollowing out of those systems to the degree that they can no longer function in any intended way, um, at, at the, to the level that they otherwise could, um, and so, you know, yeah, you get these and I, and I think that's the way that we're going to find the battle lines, because right now it's kind of fog of war, right? Like yep. it, it's like, um, you know, if you let like, let's say you're on a wrestling team and you always get matched up with this one guy and he is much stronger and he beats you day in and day out and day in and day out and you leave for the summer and you don't know that that guy got you know, I don't know, mono over the summer and lost a bunch of muscle and you come back and you just assume that he's going to beat you, but you don't really know until you wrestle and then you wrestle. And you're like, Oh wow. Actually I'm either a lot closer to beating him or I can beat him now. Like you, we're not going to know where these battle lines, like who is strong and who is weak yeah. until it gets actually tested. And I think that that's what you're going to see is these, these not even necessarily power structures. Like in, for instance, with the black Israelite and Palestinian thing, it's not like those are, necessarily power structures in the way that we would talk about federal state local power structures in the United States, but watching them act in the way that they want to act yeah, and come up against virtually no resistance, but themselves, uh, mm -hmm. you're, you'll see where, where things start, you know, the fog of war on exactly where power pressure points are is it will, will reveal itself. We're seeing the internal contradictions of the left kind of now, uh, well, they've they've revealed themselves, and I mean, mm -hmm. this is the just the sort of the way of things. Like all of the people you're seeing protesting have received a stamped leftist college education, all of them. Yeah, yeah. And so now you're seeing what wasn't predicted. You know, Israel was kind of always the dividing line for two sides of the left, and yeah. we are now seeing that division in terms of that now. In terms of the battle lines thing that you said, I think that relates to that too, is like a lot of countries are fixing to know what those battle lines are. The back down in, in the behavior of we're going into Gaza, we're going to go and kill every single one of them, to the second that Saudi Arabia and Iran shook hands, which was a public display. I don't even think, I don't, I don't think there's any loyalty there, but that was a public display because the two of them hate Israel. And... Which is crazy to me because Saudi's got a lot of pipes going through Israel. So I don't, I don't even know how that worked, but it really worked. <clears throat> I, th I think that the that the fuse that is running towards the bomb here is ultimately fiscal, and yep. Yep. you and you and you see it in in the dialogue with Israel. And I think that part you mentioned that the the handshake deal or the handshake between 
Iran and Saudi Arabia, um, you know, perhaps tempered some of Israel's rhetoric. Well, I think equally they're looking at us and saying, whoa, like Mm -hmm. there is not nearly the amount of support for Israel in terms of actual monetary and military support than there would have been 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, And so I think they're having to kind of change the calculus a little bit. And I think some of that is chickens coming home to roost on the left. And I think some of that is honestly chickens coming home to roost on the right. And, um, uh, uh, you know, you, I would, I wouldn't have guessed 15. If you told me during the, the Bush years, like that, you know, some significant percentage of prominent Republicans were viscerally opposed to helping Israel fight a a war, you know, or ground invade Gaza. You know, I I don't think I would have believed you, but there, there are a lot of people kind of stepping out of line on this, this issue. And it's probably not because they particularly care one way or the other. They'd probably rather save face uh, with the Israel lobby, but because, we're getting down to like existential issues of yes. if we get involved in in one more war in the Middle East, that's probably going to be the last ultimate stressing factor on our entire monetary system. And right, you're you're cause you're talking about beyond ideology. You're saying the money's yeah. just not there. It's you're just saying there's not no there. material means to even enforce yep. your ideological beliefs anymore. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what I, that, that's what I mean when, you know, chickens, <coughs> excuse me, chickens coming home to roost on the left, I mean very ideologically, and chickens coming home to roost on the right, I mean fiscally. Fiscally, um, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. You know, yep. They had their war. They got it in 2001 mm-hmm. um, and 2003, and now they have to deal with the fact that they can't have another one because they just simply can't afford it if they want the ride to continue at home. Well, that's one of the honestly one of the reasons why I'm pretty glad that we're we take the stances that we do, and we've always been on this show, you know, such a loyal partner of China's. I would right. say we've been a great and loyal partner of China's, the steadying hand and of the world. I think, yes, and I think, I mean, they couldn't have gotten a better deal with this show, and I just expect that when the time comes, then when China moves in, I, I think we'll be treated favorably. I should hope. I should hope. As people of their word, the Chinese, mm. if the Chinese are anything, they're people of their word. The honorable good Han people. people. The, yes, the good, yes. And a great, and what a great government do they have, huh? It's, it's, it's something else. I don't, you know, I don't see them struggling financially. I don't see them having riots. I see a so. lot of unity. I see a lot of like education. We have, listen, our governors are going over there to learn from their kids for, to yeah. learn from children. That's how good it is over there. And so we want to bring that here. I would say import it, bring it in. Well then, you know, death to America. I mean, what can you say? Right. <laughs> what, I, at what the end of the day, we're we on this show. We've always just tell me if I'm wrong about this. We have we've always backed the winner. You're not wrong. He said I'm not wrong. Great. Let's let's dive back into the chat <laughs> that yeah. we had today. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, to yeah. talk about our which by the way before, story. B- before you before you go on, I have I did I'm making it a conscious effort to post more stuff that I see in our personal chat so that I remember it. And that's great because whenever you do that, I put it into my Notion page, which, by the way, is still bubbling full of stuff because we haven't even gotten into any of that. So we got even more content. Maybe you could fill out later in the week or later. But um, I'm glad to hear you're doing that. I'm doing that more, too. And the story that I wanted to share with you was that John Fetterman, friend of the show, I would say, at this stage, good relationship. Fettermania. His stroke killed him. Technically. Admitted. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. I'm sorry. I'm just reading what he says about it. And he's wearing the black Dickies shirt yeah. with his handlebar mustache and like a powerful cranium. 
like Neanderthal just, kind of cranium. It's incredible when you look at this guy. Yeah. He's explaining. Actually, I'll just let the man speak for himself. You know, and I have lost my ability to fully process language. And <laughs> I like to think I was an empathetic person, truly. But until that happened, um, it I've raised to a whole different kind of level as, as well. And it's profound to know now that I never really considered that without this kind of technology, I couldn't watch television. And I can't imagine if I didn't have this kind of a bridge to allow me to, con to communicate with, with other people effectively. And, you know, because I live in a political environment, I was ridiculed and made fun of because I wasn't able to process things sometimes or say things. things so. so he's talking about his disability. And he goes on and says, I, when I had a stroke, it left me without a fear of dying. And, and you go, why? And he goes, because I didn't have a near-death experience. I died. I died. What a true participant in the spooky season. I mean... And that whole thing, you know, we've talked about it before, and it's a serious subject. It's tragic what happened to the guy, and it's more tragic how he got wheeled out to kind of do the mm. things that he shouldn't have been subjected to, but that's not yeah. a problem. He won't bring that up. But he talks about the seriousness of this. I didn't realize he died, technically. <laughs> technically. He said technically. I don't know what technically means. This is what he said, his near-death experience. It wasn't like seeing lights or whatever, but it was a feeling that everything was being bounded up in all things, all coming up through, and I was going up into a window in the sky. At the same time, he remembers uh, he was woken up by a doctor with an x-ray machine who said, we got this, don't worry about your stroke. That's what he said he remembered <laughs> when he woke back up. He's experienced his mortality, so he's not afraid anymore. Oh, there's probably something to it. I totally agree. He explained that it was very hurtful to be called a retard. He said, they called me a retard. They called me a vegetable. They said, uh, they said they didn't expect I was going to win. They said I was dehydrated. I stopped eating. All those things. They called me it's a terrible. retard. They said I was they dehydrated. <laughs> dehydrated. Like those two, well, this guy's very do. wet. Yeah. This guy's super wet. Mm -hmm. It's listen. I know here's what I think. Incredible stuff. Incredible story. Put it in a book. Come on TLE. Yeah. New guest segment. I'll have you on for New five guest minutes. Six minutes. Yeah. Six, six minutes, minutes and ship you out of here. Fettermania. And you Fetter are good to go, Six dude. minutes of Fettermania. That'd be a great segment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. A bolt of lightning brought the guy back to life. It's pretty wild when you think about that. He was he was restored by the power of lightning. Wait, what is this? Bolt. He came back to life because they blasted him with light energy or at lightning. That's why he's not dead. He didn't, like, fake die. They had to do the thing with the electricity. Are you talking on about his a heart. defibrillator? Okay. I think it was more than that because they're talking about a surgeon. You think this was much further towards the uh, young Frankenstein end of the spectrum than it was I a, think a they doctor nailed, and his yeah, I think they. Yes, I think they nailed a conductive substance into his heart and blasted him with 10,000 megawatts. And then threw a kite out the window, <laughs> yes. the 13th story of whatever hospital he was at. Yes. Actually, Fetterman was the name of the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude he really died and really came back like fucking frankenstein it's crazy it's fetterman's monster <laughs> how do you th do you th and d if he's not lying this has got to be a very profound thing right yeah Dying and coming back to life, you know, and only he didn't lightning. he didn't quite get to the hole in the sky or wherever he was going, but and he came he back. Didn't, he probably didn't quite get back to life either, Bert. So he's yeah, he's you're in, right. In What's left? That's true. Yeah. What's left? It's good to hear that he's going to heaven. I guess. Yeah, that is good. Good to know. 
or whatever. Shout out to John Fetterman. What can he say? What yep. literally? What can you say? He's Fetterman's monster, technically. Right. That's true. He's got the two. He's got the two like metal things on each side of his head. <laughs> <laughs> the bolts. The boy yeah, the bolts. He's got neck bolts. <laughs> That's why he wears hoodies. To hide the oh, neck sh- bolts. Yeah. That's why he's that shape because there's yeah. a there's a there's a V12 Man. engine in his stomach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, robbed out of a 1965 Rolls Royce they found in a dumpster. Uh Man, that is a uh, yeah. It's a uh, the the actually now thinking about it, the 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 crossover between Franken's the story of Frankenstein and the story of Federmania is striking, striking. Yeah, and that's no offense, John. We're talking more about you know the morals of it, the morals mm. of it. You know. Well, thank God the Democrats pay his bills because them you coming back to life. I can't imagine what they charge in this country for that. Can you imagine? Pretty Brought tiny. you back to life. $200,000. Yeah. And insurance won't cover it because it's technically a new policy because he died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be true, right? Yeah. Isn't that bad, right? If they, your health insurance can't pay, doesn't pay out the policy if you're yeah. dead. Do they? <laughs> they can't. Yeah, I wonder, this, yeah. Well, this certainly got, triggers your term life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the life. So he's got probably got a payday coming. Yeah, that's true. Perhaps, perhaps probably get a payday. Well, shout out to John Fetterman. Um, also, I, I guess I got some news for you, Carl. We, we, uh, this show no longer endorses Vivek Ramaswamy. Is that right? What happened? Just a real cringe tweet about Israel. I don't know if you mm. saw it the other day. The no, divine nation with a divine purpose. Oh, boy. Yeah, give me a break. So no yeah. more Vivek. He's gone. He's out. He's out. So we'll have to find a new candidate besides trump or maybe if trump you know doesn't go to jail we'll do trump but cool. yeah we're, he's done okay he's done um other news uh the trump thing not looking good um trump looking like looking no trump thing not looking good uh things progressing slowly um, not looking good for the show. I'm sorry. I just heard how I said it. Which nothing, mm. nothing looks good there for the show. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. Oh, and then perfect. This will be a great way to end it out. Um, I put out a poll uh, two days ago that I've since deleted. Um, and it says, fill in the blank. If TLE ended, I would. The three options were kill myself. Kill others. No. Be okay. 139 people voted. The winner was be okay. Okay, good. With, well, with, with 40% of the vote. Okay. Not okay. A, a plurality. The, the vast minority. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's interesting to know that more of our listeners will kill than not. <laughs> not, yeah, you're right. I guess the other two combined is that's concerning. That's concerning. Fifty five percent was the other side of it. Um, just, just stunning. Mm. Sorry, not fifty five percent. No, 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 not fifty five percent. Sixty percent of it. Kill myself and kill others. Twenty five percent of the total voter base said they would kill themselves and thirty five percent said they would kill others. And I'll tell you, a number of people said, can I do A and B? Uh, of course. Yeah. The the, 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 the niggling in the replies, <laughs> the the intrepid adventurers out there who can't be satisfied with just one fatal decision. Hmm. What else? Oh, I had a bad dream about you. Okay. That's I texted you this. I don't know if you remember. I texted you this, and I just saw it in my notes, and I was like, oh, I got to tell you before I forget. I had a dream that we, that we had, took a hiatus on the show because you and I got into a fight because I made a rape joke on the show, and you were like, <laughs> all right, enough. All right, I've had enough. This, I mean, is this what we're doing? Like, you really... Yeah. You blew it up, and then I posted the episode. It did very well in terms of the listens, but <laughs> I, we we didn't do another episode. You okay. said, I remember, and this is the key of it, in the dream, 
I'm looking at my cell phone and I'm reading a text message from you and it says, it makes me mad with four exclamation points. I, I wrote <laughs> in my dream journal that first so that I didn't forget the exact details of it is that it was all lowercase letters. It yeah. makes me mad four exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> and that came I out of nowhere. I love that that's the way that you would perceive that I would handle it because it might be exactly <laughs> how I would handle it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we were on like a one week hiatus or mm-hmm. something. So, uh, you know, we're going to be more professional on the show because I take those things as omens. So, yeah. Um, we got a Wild West segment that you wanted to do. We can certainly save it for bonus content. It involves is what Elon Musk recently decided. Yeah, um, let's see, about- because we're kind of up against it, and uh, I wanted to do a little bit more research on it, which I haven't yet been able to yep, do. Yep, yep. Fair enough. Yeah, let's do so. that. So uh, let's take them out of here, and then we'll, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody enjoyed all the stuff we put out. Yeah, hopefully they did, because it was uh, I, th- this was a fun Halloween one to, to make I agree. this year. I mean, I know I'm not doing the editing, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed all the segments. Um, no, it was uh, more the, chill this year. We didn't focus on, like, two particular things. It was a good good time just having people mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yep. Well, um, all right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Uh, look for maybe a little bit of bonus content this week, uh, or maybe not, because we were all kind of tired from all the content we've been putting out. Uh, but if nothing else, uh, we'll catch you next Wednesday. And until then, two hands on the wheel. <laughs>